0: And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on the root causes and resolutions for hatred. And uh, we've covered a few root causes already. Pretty soon we'll be getting into the resolutions. Uh, But I would encourage you to go back and listen from the front of this to get all of it, because it really does give you a, a really helpful scope of... Uh, all of the root causes, or well, at least a good chunk of them. And we are pulling a lot of this information, well, not a lot of it, but a good chunk of it from an article that was written by it uh, in Psychology Today. It uh, was written by Jessica Schrader um, and Allison Abrams, LS or SLCSRWR. And uh, those are the, uh, the, uh, um, credentials behind her name and the article is called the psychology of hate so you can go ahead and look that up if you want i want to give credit where credit is due so the other reason or root cause that we might hate is it just fills a void psychologist bernard golden author of overcoming destructive anger strategies that work believes that when hate involves participation in a group it may help foster a sense of connection and camaraderie that fills a void in one's identity. Uh, Now, before I continue with this uh, analysis, I just want to say something on this, and that is, you know, uh, birds of a feather flock together. You know, people that that tend to hate, or especially hate a specific cause, or a specific thing, or a specific, you know, uh, work environment, or whatever it might be, um, they'll attract other people that also hate those things. And, um, and then that just builds on itself and that can just become quite a, a, a hub of toxicity just sending you further down the rabbit hole. So um, um, he, this the psychologist Bernard Golden describes hatred as a way of distracting oneself from the more challenging and anxiety-provoking tasks of creating one's own identity. Okay. So there has to be some intentionality, some thought, some core values that you align yourself with in order to provoke uh, your own identity. Now this is true with individuals as well as groups or toxic hubs as we've mentioned they are. But acts of hate are attempts to distract yourself from those feelings like helplessness, powerlessness, injustice, inadequacy, and shame. This is what really builds uh, protests. Now, I'm not saying all protests are bad, so don't get me wrong here, but there are definitely some protests that happen out of hate. And there's not a lot of uh, thought put into whether or not this is something that's going to benefit society or benefit them personally by being involved in those protests. There needs to be some critical thinking that that happens uh, concerning the core values of each individual and the discipline that may be required to choose another route. And unfortunately, when you put a bunch of people together that all hate the same thing, uh, the, the energy escalates it without really a whole lot of thought. Um, another thing that it, it is distracting from is any kind of shame. And it's grounded in some sense of perceived threat it's an attitude that can give rise to hostility and aggression towards individuals or groups. Like much of anger, it is a reaction to and distraction from some form of inner pain. So now we get back to the root of the issue, and that's the internal part of us. We need to understand that if we are lashing out, whether we're doing so you know, independently in a relationship, or at work, or whatever it might be, or even at ourselves and self-sabotage, or whether we're doing it in groups of people these toxic hubs that form it typically is because we have an inner pain and we feel like somehow if we take action to vindicate or to revenge or take revenge or lash out that we're going to feel better afterwards and that may be true to a point in other words it's that what we started out with in, dis- in discussing the fact that it can fill a void but in the end of all of it we're going to end up feeling worse because now we're filled with the hate, which is toxifying our mental health. It is affecting our health. It's affecting our relationships. could be creating a massive amount of confusion and many other uh, deficits uh, that that can spiral down so quickly you can't even really see what hits you. So if we don't take the time to count the cost by letting this go rogue, the consequences may cost a lot more than what you might think, okay? So walking into a situation of hate, whether, again, it's a a group or protest or whatever it might be, we really need to stop and think about what will escalate out of that and whether or not it's really going to be beneficial in the end, okay? So it just requires some really serious thought and assessment, the individual consumed by hate may believe that the only way to regain some sense of power over their pain is to preemptively strike out at others. In this context, each moment of hate is a temporary reprieve from inner suffering. So sort of like putting a band-aid on cancer. All right, think about that for a minute. You're not really solving the issue. The inner pain is still going to be there. It's it's not going to go away. In fact, you're only going to intensify the situation and, and, possibly make the inner pain greater or add to it so now you have more layers of inner pain Um, so this is not something to be taken lightly it's important to understand i do have uh, another one uh, to share with you before we're going to get into the resolution so please come back tomorrow and join me it's michelle stuff as reframe and rewire thanks for joining me